Yes, the Peel Thunder team song, of course, throwback to the 1972 Ashes series when Ian Chappell's team had the Here Come the Aussies song, which uh, only people who are as old as me will remember. Joining us on the show now, we have Jeff Valentine. He is the coach of the Peel Thunder. They had a great come-from-behind win against West Perth. Of course, they're also Jeff's old team up there at uh, at, at Joondalup on the weekend. Jeff, welcome to the show. Yeah, morning, Duff. So, mate, uh, any win against West Perth is a good win at the moment. How did you get it? Yeah, look, um, yeah, I watched the vision yesterday, and uh, I think a lot of it was just a you know a bit of grit and, and uh, some determination. We sort of were able to graft a couple of goals out of not much sort of late in the second quarter that sort of put us um, sort of within four goals at half time, and that was probably just enough for us to, um, to to be able to sort of jump on that opportunity. But, um, yeah, no, look, a really gutsy effort by the boys and, um, yeah, fantastic win. So you were at West Perth before you joined Peel. I know that's a couple of years ago now, but a lot of the players are still there. Does a bit of local knowledge help in a game like that? You know, you know the strengths and weaknesses of uh, particularly their key players? Yeah, look, I, I guess it makes it sort of scouting them, you know, uh, a lot easier. Uh, but, uh, you also have a you know a very healthy respect, and you know they are the reigning premiers. And you know Shane Nelson's having a super year. You know Lukey Meadows has sort of continued on that Simpson medal winning form. You know Kaitel and Knott, um, you know they've been the best sort of tall forward, small forward combination. Pegararo's a star down back. So yeah, look, they've got plenty um, of sort of quality personnel there. You know, the club's in a, a great place. They had. Uh, Langdon and Hutchings, um, you know, Blake Willem running around in the twos, so they've got some great depth up there. So, yeah, for our boys to go up there and give them a bit of head start and chase down it was really pleasing. So um, yeah, it does sort of set things up nicely for us from here. Now, obviously, you've got good depth at the moment as well with uh, Fremantle having a very healthy injury situation at the moment. Tell us about... Uh, they're going to have to find a midfielder for the game against Richmond in a couple of weeks' time because uh, unless they challenge it and overturn it, Jaeger O'Meara will be suspended for that um, sling tackle on the weekend. Will Brody and Neil Erasmus appeared to both have very strong games for you on the weekend. Who impressed you the most? Oh, look, oh, I'll leave that for Joel Corey to, <laughs> to, to decide. And then Longy to, yeah, look, I'm, I'm a fan of both. You know, I, I couldn't be ple- more pleased with their, their attitude. You know, they're probably a different, uh, coming from different angles. You know, Will's coming off the back of a, you know, a really great year and, and obviously is having to sort of work his way back into form, but his attitude and the way he's applied himself um, when appeal has been first class. And, and Raz is a, is a young fellow who's sort of building his career. Um, you know, he probably, um, you know, maybe exceeded expectations when he went into the AFL team and, and performed sort of really strongly and, was probably a little bit stiff to, to sort of find himself out. But, um, yeah, his performance on the weekend was, was really strong. So, and I guess that's where we want to be as a footy club. You know, we want to have some real depth and we want to have some competition. You know, the boys aren't competing against each other. You know, they're competing with each other for those positions and it just drives a really strong, healthy culture. So, um, yeah, those boys will get to work. I imagine both will play this week. Uh, yeah, I, I think that'll be the way to go. Well, that's what I'll be hoping for. Um, anyway, and then... Um, yeah, we'll see where it sits in match committee the, the week later going into it. But, you know, two quality options from a midfield point of view to, to pick from. Yeah, Erasmus didn't look like he did much wrong at all in those two games that he played. I guess it probably tells you how highly they rate Matt Johnson that he came straight back into the team after his suspension. 
Yeah, look, exactly. You know, Jono was coming off a, a really strong build. You know, I think he had sort of 16 touches the, the week before and then the week that he went out, he had sort of 22 touches or something around there. And, and some of his um, his work around um, the contest, his, you know, his footwork for a, uh, a fella that's 194 or 5 centimetres, um, you know, is elite. And, you know, he's sort of been able to really continue to build that even at the training track. He did a couple of really good things in some of our match sim um, last week. So, um, yeah, look, he, he's tracking nicely. And, um, yeah, that, that's like I say, that's where we want to be from a, a list point of view is having, you know, plenty of options to go go through. And, and we all know, Duff, that it's a, it's a long year and there's going to be plenty of ins and outs and you need blokes to come in and play the role and, and to get it done for the team. And, and that's um, what we've been able to do the last few weeks. Jeff, you don't see many young blokes that have that awareness. I think some players have that tunnel vision and they only see what's in front of them he seems to be able to know what's in front what's to the side and almost a couple of times on the weekend almost what's behind him he seems to have a very wide field of vision have have you seen that very often in a player his age yeah no look he's a yeah he's a special talent there there's no doubt about it um you know, I think that there was that one bit of play on the weekend that, that sort of really caught my eye. I think a lot of people where he sort of almost feigned the handball but didn't give it um, because it was going to be in- intercepted and was able to find sort of Sean Darcy uh, about sort of 40, 50 metres away. And look, we've seen that um, quite a bit of training. So, um, yeah, look, he's a he's a young bloke. He's got a, still a long way to go in his development. And Joel Corey and, and Brady Gray are doing a fantastic job in, in developing his craft. He, he works hard. He'll be... He'll be one of the first blokes in there, no doubt, on Thursday morning back doing his touch. So, um, yeah, look, he's setting himself up for a really strong strong career and, and hopefully there's plenty more wins um, for us as a group with him involved. Tell us about Sebet Quek. He's an interesting player, isn't he? Super athletic. He kicked three for you on the weekend. Would have been pretty important for you. Yeah, look, Duff, I, I think certainly um, his best game in, in my time um, with Seb um, it was, was really pleasing. And I thought what well, the the most pleasing aspect was that uh, it, was, it was based on a fair bit of grunt work. Um, you know, we're able to sort of, uh, with just the one Ruckman, um, he was going in there and giving us a bit of a chop out. And in that sort of second quarter, we were just sort of bumbling along a little bit. And, um, you know, he went in there and gave us a bit of a lift. He competed really strongly and then sort of clunked a couple, kicked a nice goal sort of uh, late in the quarter. And, and yeah, he had a, a fantastic game. So, look, he's another young fellow who's, is just developing nicely. Um, he's got the traits to be able to play, you know, multiple positions and multiple roles. Um, so, yeah, really, really pleasing for us on the weekend. And now we just need to, to, to back that up and, and build a real good body of work to, to push his case forward for AFL selection in the back half of the year. One bloke who came out of the AFL team and looked like he was struggling for a bit of confidence and a bit of form, but appears to have regathered himself really well in the waffle. And now I guess it's a matter of just being able to find opportunity. But Liam Henry had, I think, 22 and kicked a couple of goals for you on the weekend. Yeah, look, and that's, that's his third really strong game um, in, in a row there, Duff. And, and you're right there. You know, he probably went out of the team at, um, at a time when the team wasn't going well. And, and now he finds himself in good form with the team going well. And, and that can be hard to, to sort of get yourself back in. But, um, no, nah, look, he, he's, his attitude has been first class. And, and, and again, he, he just now needs to continue to sort of build that body of work. Um, you know, we've been able to sort of play him a little bit inside and, and work on his contest work, which has been really pleasing. Um, some of his, his work rate in terms of his running, his ability to, to push hard forward on the weekend against some really good wingmen and, and sort of Hobley and, and Joey Hinder um, out there uh, was, was really impressive. He got hit the scoreboard, which he's done over the last couple of weeks. 
Um, so he's another one that the Frio fans could be really pleased with the work that he's doing. And, um, and I've got absolutely full confidence when that opportunity does open up for him, which we know it will at some stage. He's going to be able to come in and, and execute his role and, um, and, and go really well from there. You mentioned Joey Hinder. He, he'd have to be the quickest bloke in the waffle, wouldn't he? I've only seen him play a couple of times, but gee, he's got some jet. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, I had, had a bit to do with Joey as a, as a sort of schoolboy out at Guildford. And, you know, he was, uh, you know, a national level triple jumper of, of all things. So that sort of, um, I suppose, gives you an indication of the, the power that he has. And yeah, he, yeah, he, well, when I say national level, I think he was rated in the top one or two um, and could well have chosen a, an athletics career. But um, no, look, he's a now premiership player with the West, uh, West Perth and, um, and yeah, setting himself up for a nice footy career. Does he have any. Uh, potential at next level, Jeff. He's, uh, I mean, speed is important in the modern game, and and he's certainly got plenty of that. Yeah, look, yeah, there's a bit of bit of noise around there stuff that that I'm hearing. You know, I'm not involved in, in those sort of discussions, um, sort of too closely. But um, yeah, you're right. He, he certainly has that elite power. Um, you know, he's he's been able to show that he's a you know fairly consistent waffle performer now. Had a, a super game in the grand final, I thought so. Yeah, look, he, he's going to be around the mix, and, and whether it's this mid-season draft or, or whether it requires, you know, another 10 or 15, 20 games at league level, if he continues to go the way he is, yeah, you'd think he'd be right around the mark. A couple of young blokes that aren't playing under you directly but are at the club that I think are quite exciting on the football landscape and everyone's keeping an eye on, him, uh, the eye on them. The young ruckman Mitch Edwards and Clay Hall, how, how are they going and um, how are they progressing? Yeah, yeah, beautifully. Yeah, I've sort of lost a little bit of direct contact with, with those boys over the last few weeks. Um, they've both gone back to the, the Colts. Players, you'd be aware, played sort of three games with us and then as our depth um, got a little bit sort of stronger, you know, he lost his position at league level, so we gave him a chance to go back and, and really sort of settled in into Colts footy and now, now in the, into the state program. So they had their first trial. I haven't actually checked in to see how he how he went um, there. But, look, he's, he's another, yeah, his work rate is first class. He, he um, you know, he's there early at training all the time. He's always inquisitive about his game and how he can get better. Um, and Mitch Edwards, look, he's going to be a star. Um, uh, yeah, look, we, we haven't seen him at, at league level yet, uh, but I, I would think um, he, he'd be close in the, in the back half of the year. He's, you know, he's got the height, he's got the competitiveness. Um, we sort of had him in at Fremantle as part of the Next Generation Academy early on in the year and, you know, he was competing with Sean Darcy and Lukey Jackson, and you could tell he was obviously a young kid, but he just kept rolling up the sleeves and getting to work. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a beauty wherever he lands. Uh, he obviously will, I think, go too high for, for Frio as a next-gen um, kid, but he, he's going to be a ripper wherever he, wherever he goes. Yeah, it's a bit of a rort that they uh, aren't allowing the WA teams and the other um, non-Victorian teams to pick those NGA kids if they're top 40 because, um, I mean, Sydney has the academies and... Uh, um, I mean, Mitch Edwards, I think if you're picking any time after six or seven, you're not going to see Mitch Edwards. He's going to be that high up in the draft, I would be guessing. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you there, Duff. I was sort of fortunate enough to, to watch a bit of Timmy English sort of come through through the PSA and then his early years um, as Colts footy. And, and Mitchie Edwards, you know, strikes me as, as going every bit as well as what Tim was at those days, probably better. Um, you know, I think that sort of gives you a bit of a line where, where I think Mitch Edwards could get up. So, yeah, i I don't think it matter where you got Mitchie Edwards if you, you'd grab him whenever you could and, and know that you've got a you know the high quality ruckman um, forward coming through your ranks and um, yeah no good luck to any club that can get a hold of him. 
obviously, Sean Darcy twanged a hammy on the weekend, which means that if they go with two ruckmen, they're going to need someone that's been playing with you. Uh, Liam Reedy was your ruckman on the weekend. If they called on him, would he be ready? Uh, look, he'd, he'd need another game under his belt next week. You know, Liam's had a fairly sort of interrupted um, sort of campaign. He had that abdominal issue. Um, I think it was early on it was a, uh, an elbow issue that sort of kept him out. So he has had a, a lot of footy under his belt. So, no, I think he'd be right at the moment, probably a, a run or two short of being able ready to go at the AFL. But, um, you know, as we know, the, that, that can turn around very quickly. So the, the sports science boys are free with Phil Merriman there. They, they do a wonderful job. So they'll have him close to the mark. But, um, no, he'd, he'd need a strong performance next week against um, Subiaco and Zach Clark, you know. Because you're not going to get a better waffle ruckman to, to sort of test your medal. So if he could get through that that game in, in really good strong form against the, um, an informed Zach Clark, well then, then he is getting close to, to putting his name up. But um, yeah, we'll see how that goes out for, for Big Reedy over the, the next sort of ten or fourteen days. A forgotten player, uh, Jeff, and and one that. I saw him and know what a good player he was in the past. So keen to get your thoughts on how he's going now. Joel Hamling, obviously he had the serious ankle issue for a couple of years, which has really handicapped him and uh, is trying to find his way back. And Fremantle are very strong at the in defence at the moment. But how is he going? And again, would he be ready if if required? Yeah, look, uh, interesting. Joel sort of played probably his best game, I thought, on the weekend. And yeah, there was a, a little bit of a, a sort of change up in roles um, as, you, as you sort of alluded to there, three, I've got some good key defensive stocks and we were sort of keen to, um, you know, expose young Josh Draper, who's been going well to, you know, to some more ball and more um, contests going through. So we sort of played him on, on Kytel, um, which which gave sort of Joel um, the sort of second tall option, and, and which was mostly O'Donnell on the weekend. And yeah, Joel's ability to, to help set us up and, and to, to sort of come off and support and get involved with our offence was... Um, is, is better than it has been um, in certainly my year or so. So, yeah, look, I think Joel would have taken a lot of confidence out of that and, and just sort of maybe um, sort of really give him a, a, a bit of spark and a kick on because his contest work, his ability to sort of lock down on a key defender has always been good. But on the weekend, we, we saw a more expansive offensive role, which is um, probably the part of his game that he needs to develop to really be pushing hard at AFL level. So, um, yeah, there was lots of little wins. Aside from the four points, um, you know, that was one of the, the little wins. You know, all of a sudden we got Joel Hamling in, in good offensive form. Joshy Draper was able to get exposed to playing on Kytel. So we had, yeah, had a couple of little wins like that on the weekend, which was really important for us as a group. And you mentioned you got Subi next week. That'll be a good test. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, Zach Clark through the middle and Gyro and... Um, you'd think Kitchen will come back through their midfield, so we know what we get there. And you know, um, Sokol and Borshay up forward, um, Schofield another one through there. Yeah, look there. You know, they've always been such a bloody premier strong club over the last sort of you know ten, twelve years. So yeah, we're not under no illusions um, as to what, what they'll bring down to, to Mandra down there. But at the same time, we're, we're really rel- relishing those opportunities. We're a, a young group that's sort of coming together and you know getting a few wins, but you know. As, as sort of Longy alluded to, you know, we haven't achieved anything yet and we, we want to continue to sort of make our mark in the competition and, 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 and really at this stage you earn a little bit of respect. So, um, yeah, no, we're looking forward to, to going head-to-head with those guys and, and see where it lands for us. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us on the show and uh, all the best against the Lions this weekend and also for the rest of the season. Yeah, pleasure, Duff. Talk soon. Thank you.
Jeff Valentine, he is the Peel Thunder coach. Of course, they defeated West Perth by nine points on the weekend and they sit on top of the AFL ladder. What do you think, folks, on how the Peel Thunder are going, on how Fremantle are going, how West Coast are going? You can share those thoughts with us on the Temperate Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or give us a call on the open line that is on 13 12 55. We'll take a break and be back with more of the show.